What's up, what's up, what's up? Welcome to another segment of SFA Charlotte in partnership with WDRB Media. Thank y'all for tuning in. I am your hostess, Keeks, and I am here with my amazing, phenomenal, loving, caring, nurturing. They hold me accountable. Y'all, it just, man, listen. Let me introduce y'all to my team. We have the healer, the wise, and the courageous Knoxless. Hey, Keeks. Listen, yo. That intro was all that and then some. But listen, y'all. She our mirror, though. She, it's really her. All right. What's up? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and then we have the educator. He's also a vessel of wisdom, and he is seriously like that big brother you wish you had. Brother Stone. What's up? What's up? What's up? I love that intro. And I'm going to throw it back to you in the form of some cookies later on when I see you. Amen. No, I love my chocolate chip cookies. See, that's what I'm talking about, y'all. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Love my, I love my chocolate chip cookies, in case y'all don't know. But I digress. <laughs> um, so we're, we're here to uh, pretty much talk to you guys about manhood. And, you know, it's very interesting, you know, woman driving the boat, you know, we don't see how, how this conversation goes about, but I definitely have some questions and, you know, for my ladies who are listening, I'm going to try to come up with some questions, some questions that, that we all would like to have some answers to. So I think a great way to start this conversation is by asking you both, what is manhood? Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's how we start. Okay. <laughs> you answer that, man. I mean, I kind of already knew in my head whoever spoke first was going to go. Because you probably think it like I am. Well, how do we attack this elephant? Oh, man. Okay. So, um, Oh, okay. Uh, wow. Okay. So, um, manhood is, whew. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, I, I, I want to, I want to say this for the record, for the people that are listening, because we are live. Um, it's, mm-hmm. it's not, it's not the fact that we do not know what manhood is. It's the fact of, trying to break down a very broad concept into form of like small sentences and not huge essays um because it, it, it's that, that that's a lot that's a lot but i'm since i'm talking i'm just gonna take my stab shoot um manhood i honestly feel like manhood well let me let me start this off by saying this it's not a cookie cutter formula to any of this so mm-hmm. manhood is not gonna look like it is going to look for me, like it's going to look for Brother Stokes, like it's going to look for you, like it's going to look for your uncle or your son or your husband. It's not going to look the same. It's going to be different for everybody. But I do feel like manhood does have some principles that are pretty universal um, and pretty much, you know what I'm saying? You know, you kind of have it in every relationship a little bit. But uh, one of those, I just feel like just just being a leader and I think 
how we look at being a leader is really important. Being a leader, not necessarily of the family or of everything. I got to take over everything, but just being a leader of self, like knowing who you are, being on your square, being on your space, knowing your space, focusing on your grass, continuing to develop yourself, continuing to grow who you are in you. Because when you start to realize that your family, they naturally take after you because you're kind of like the light. You're the light. Your wife is the moon. At least this is how I'm looking at it. You know what I'm saying? Y'all operate as a team in that space. And so, you know, she has her time to shine and you have your time. So you need to be working as much as she is. So as a man, just being a leader herself, knowing you so that as you grow, your family grows and you start to become more aware of the things around you. Um, so, yeah, when I think of being a leader, that's 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 one of the main like I feel like principles is a good thing man and manhood to be so yeah i must just say that and i'm gonna back out slowly i i definitely agree with that and i'm just gonna add on you're you're a leader and you're a speaker not in the sense of an audience is present you have a microphone everybody had you have everybody's attention no you're a leader and a speaker as in when you speak, an action will closely follow behind it. You're not just going to talk. You're not just going to give out a bunch of empty rhetoric or fill up a room full of words that have no weight. When you are a leader, you're going to speak. And so therefore, you will measure your speech. You will consider who you are standing in front of. You will ensure that all of your speech is filled with love and kindness and peace and wisdom and honor and, and, and so many other attributes. Um, and, and one of the other things that I can say, because I am a bit older, the the thing about manhood is it's simple in its recognition so you know what it ain't just as much as what you know what it is and 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 that's pretty much what i'm going to say I, I like what the both of you said um in it being about being a leader, being a speaker and acting on your word and making sure that your word is consistent with your actions or that your actions is consistent with your word. And I have a follow up question because I know like a lot of times in society, even some men believe this, too. Um, but to be a man. A part of in addition to the things that you also said um, is being able to be a provider or being able to be a protector, do you both feel that those things um, follow in line with your concept of manhood as well? I would say yes. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Oh, <clears throat> I would say yes, but I'm going to go against the grain as I, I know my life is going to be. I look at it differently. So, when I normally would hear provider or protector, I'm thinking provider, breadwinner in the house. I'm thinking protector, 
I'm putting my life on the line for my family, no matter what, guns blazing, all that stuff. That's I feel like what normally what when you hear those things, what I what you would kin them to. But when I hear provider, I hear provider in in, in multiple things. It yes. can't monitor. I was just saying yes. I'm sorry. Oh, oh, you good, you good. <laughs> but um, provider in multiple things. So it can be monetarily, it can be financially for the provider, but also provider in a peace of mind, a provider of love, a provider of safe space and support, a provider of wealth, of time, of of like just this a wealth of so many other things that provider actually encompasses that men miss because they feel like, oh, I put money on the table. I put food on my clothes on your back. I'm doing my job. But yo, my G, I just need someone to talk to. I'm having these feelings, bro. I don't know what's going on. I just want a girl every time I look at him, bro. What's happening? But you want to talk about money. So uh, being a provider in that way and being a protector, like what I'm learning is like, yo, it's not even like Rambo protector be it's like protecting your family's peace. So like sometimes you don't move away because you protecting your family's peace. So you're not going to be out at a club with your family at the crib late at night. You got to get home, protect your family peace. Like you're not just going to let anybody walk into your home with your lady. You got to check their peace at the door. Like, nah, man, you got to come back. That's protecting the that's that's protector. That that that's another piece I feel like men misunderstand. Like they feel like the women have to, you know, create the home. Like, yeah, they create the home, but you also protect that space. Think of the home as your castle. Mm. You are on the defense spiritually at just as much physically. Like you need to be so much as a leader of self that you're on your dean, like you own your space, you own your square at all times. You can check people's energy before they even enter into your space. So that if you need to defend anything, you can before it gets in your home to where you have to cleanse your home. So when I look at provider protector, yes, it falls under my um, principles of being a man, but I look at them a little different. Brother Stokes? Ditto. <laughs> Ditto. Uh, there's nothing else to add to that. Brother Kaden, you you hit it all on the head, especially the part about um, in both aspects, provider and protector, understanding that, or excuse me, being aware, having real knowledge that it's more than just monetary and it's more than just physical protection. Yes, when you walk down the street with your family, with your wife, with your girlfriend, with your mother, with anyone, uh, they should, when seeing you, automatically acknowledge that they are protected yet at the same time and I love your analogy if you're a man and you have a family especially a family and you are away from that family in the late hours of the night you're not protecting your family anybody can come into your home anybody can come up your driveway anybody can park on the curb in front of your house because why? They know you're not there. You left everything that is precious to you unprotected. And, and, and let's not discount the men who take steps 
to ensure that their families can protect themselves when they are absent. But those men will more than likely, and I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb and say I'd be sure of it. Those men that take the time to teach their family or lead their family and learning how to protect themselves physically are the same men that have already established that when I'm present, you ain't gotta be alert. I got this. I, I'm protecting the family when I'm here. You just need to know this because he may be a businessman and he has to be gone on a business trip for three or four days, or he might be, you know, a pilot of an airlines or something like that. But for those brothers, for those men who are local, who only go to work and come right back home in the same self day, you know, if you're not at the house, you're not protecting your family. So, yeah, I like the way you said that, Brother Ken. Yeah, and I, I, I appreciate you bringing that out because I was like, you know, there's not, there's not a, like I said, it's not a cookie cutter. I'm just, there's a universal principles. And the men know, like, you know, when you know when you out and you're not supposed to be out. Like, you got that no, I'm feeling like that. You got no, I'm supposed to be at the crib. I'm having fun with the boys, though, but uh, I know I should really be. Those, those, you know, the, you know the fight. You, you know the fight. Go take your butt home, chill. When you have time to be at the club, you're going to have your time, brother. Trust me. But trust me. Let's and it, lead, it leads me to an analogy I got taught years ago. And this was at the height of everybody loving the financial growth that was happening in the country. You know, people were flipping homes and all that. And in certain sections of the black community, people were promoting this uh, thought pattern that we should run our families like a, a Fortune 500 company. And so if, they're, if, the, if, the, if the man is the head of the family, then the man is the CEO of the family. And one of my mentors spoke up one day at a conference and said, well, if we're supposed to be CEOs, he said, I know a few CEOs and there is never not one minute in the day that you can't reach them. Even if they go on vacation, they leave somebody information and phone numbers where they can be con where they can be contacted and reached. And he says, so if men are to be CEOs of their families, then why is it that you would tell your wife and your children there are moments in the day where you are to not be touched? You are to not be contacted. You are to not be even engaged. Like you're leaving your family in a position where they can have a hostile takeover of the company. Quick, fast. <laughs> So yeah, fast in a hurry. Yeah. So don't be at the club if you got a family. I mean, you know, you can go. I ain't like, gonna sit here and tell you don't go. Yeah, we, like, that, like you know, you know, you know, yeah, manhood. You can yeah. go to the club, but you know, ain't nothing wrong with telling your wife, "Hey, baby, we gonna be at this club. Here's the phone number to the club. You know, I, I got, I got 100 battery life on my phone." And then your boys, you know, I say this to my, you know, I say this to friends all the time, especially when I am uh, in a relationship. I'm not right now. I'm single. 
<laughs> but, uh, <laughs> what the, that was a shameless plug. <laughs> we were talking about that too. First of Satan. Anyway, go ahead. This subtle flex is brought to you by free money left in my bank account. <laughs> but anyway, um, I I would always tell my boys whenever I would hang out with them, like, look, bro, don't think y'all is who I want to hang out with. Because none of y'all is who I want in my bed with me. So you can laugh and joke at with me all you want. You can you can uh, make jokes about me all you want. But if my woman called me and she said she want me at the house, I'm going home. So, yeah. I like, um, I like, I mean, when it comes to the concept of manhood, I feel like it's evolved over time. And it's kind of hard saying this because it's like, I don't know what the conversations were like back in, you know, the 1600s or the 1800s. But generally men were only seen as well. It was it was the popular idea of men being seen as financial contributors, um, you know, going to work, coming home, just being able to provide for the family in a materialistic way. And I like how you know, modern day conversations, you know, we talk a lot about, you know, it being beyond that, you know, men being in tune with their emotions, not suppressing their feelings and being affectionate. And I just feel like that popular idea of men only being able to contribute or not men only being able to contribute, but it was just like this celebrated idea of men, um, manliness or manhood being determined by a man's ability to contribute financially or sexually and that's not allowing men the ability to you know be seen in ways beyond that because you know at the end of the day men are human beings too they have emotions they have spirits they have minds you know all those things are essential and all those things are important I feel like you know that idea being so popular you know a lot of people consume it and then you know if you have people who grow up without having um, mentors, male mentors in their lives, or not really having someone who can be a healthy model for them when it comes to cultivating a healthy concept of manhood. Um, that's when people will turn to these popular ideas and then start to embody toxic masculinity, which brings me to my next question. Um, what would you both say is toxic masculinity and how do you feel hmm. toxic masculinity and manhood go hand in hand? Hmm. Well, one, they don't go hand in hand. Okay. Um, they, they do not. So let's, let's uh, even if we be the first to say that out loud, um, manhood actually will have to find its foundation on righteousness. And the word itself, toxic, is unrighteous. So they they are not hand in hand. They are diametrically opposed. Um, but to answer your question, what is toxic masculinity in my viewpoint, I would have to turn to one of well, what I will call my most recent example, um, and that is 
one of uh, one of my era's most celebrated hip hop artists who is now above the age of 40 or above the age of 30. Um, he retweeted a meme and it literally presented a disrespectful notion of two separate black women. Um, and without having to take the story really deep or make it a really long drawn out process, uh, this depiction of these two black women being the opposite ends of the spectrum of what could be considered undesirable and desirable um, literally made me angry. And so um, that's toxic masculinity. The, the ability of a man, because every man is able to present a picture of womanhood in a way that is only to be entertainment or um, salacious, lustful property or 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 I know what I'm, I I know the picture I got in my head and I can't say it because it's some it's a wrong picture but any dude that would take the time to turn a woman into a piece of meat just to satisfy his fleshly desire no matter where that falls in line that's toxic masculinity if you can't recognize that you're dealing with a whole human being that has her own set of emotions, that has her own set of ideas, that has wisdom, that has intelligence, that has wherewithal, that has the ability to create, the ability to manifest, the ability to procreate. Like only woman brings life. Man puts seed but woman delivers life. Like, let's be real. So for a man to stand up and try to debase that, bring it down to the to the to, to a level that is not even recognizable outside of something that you get joy out of, so you can spill seed on the ground. Like, dude, that's toxic masculinity to me. That's not manhood. <clears throat> well, <laughs> talk about taking a shotgun to that bit. Well, I mean, <laughs> he's been nothing but facts. Um, <clears throat> toxic masculinity. I feel like the difference between, well, no, nah, I'm just going to say toxic masculinity is basically treating a woman unlike you would treat your daughter. Mm. Mm. I feel like, because I'm not going gonna, gonna to be 58 hot, you know what I'm saying? I've been toxic in my lifetime. Oh, I have. And, Me too. and um, mm, mm, mm. It, it, it was sad. It was sad looking back. But honestly, when I started thinking, <clears throat> like, I, I, I'm, I'm going to have children one day. I'm going to have a daughter. I want to have a daughter. So how would I feel 
Like, you know, they say, you know, as a man, you're supposed to look at yourself and, you know, would would you be somebody you would want your daughter to date? And it's like, that's something to think about. But then it's thinking like, this is this like this is someone's daughter. Like, imagine if this is your daughter, bro, and you dogging her out like this and you looking at her this way, treating her this way, thinking about her this way. Think about if someone had your daughter thinking this. Think about your daughter the same way. Mm. So I feel like toxic masculinity is really looking at yourself and really looking at how you view women. Totality. Do you view them as trophies, as something that you're just supposed to show off, supposed to look good on your arm, supposed to cook for you, supposed to, you know, clean, supposed to take care of the inside, making sure she's going to give you something when you want it? Like, is that how you view her? Or do you view her as a as a whole person who can be upset, who can be right, who who can have some ways about her and still be as beautiful as she was the first time you saw her? Because you got some ways about you that you correcting. So just imagine how much stuff she got to go through. So I feel like that's manhood. Manhood is looking at a woman and seeing a person and seeing we both working as a team to get through this thing called life together. And the last place I would want any animosity or anything off is at home because I already got the world to battle. So toxic masculinity is taking a battle anywhere you at. Being a man is knowing where the battle is at and where home is at. Because home is where peace is at so you can recover for the battle. Mm. So, so, yeah. Who child? Amen. 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 When they say something, you snap. You don't clap. <laughs> He's snapping. He's snapping. <laughs> man, I just get it from my OGs, man. And then I, so then I, which question do I want to ask first? Do you guys feel that it's crucial for men, young men, to have other? men in their lives as mentors to help them cultivate a healthy concept of manhood and I feel like this kind of I mean this is kind of like a two-tier question because I know like a lot of times I hear I hear it you know from a lot of people but like a woman can't teach a man how to be a man like only a man can teach a man how to be a man so do you feel that a male's presence is necessary in order for a child to have and develop a healthy concept of manhood and then even like you know with discussions of gender fluidity and things like that do you guys feel that yeah do you feel like a man's presence is necessary in order for a child to cultivate a healthy concept of manhood so i already i already know brother so it's gonna blow this open so i just want to say one small thing (laughs) because i already know i just want to say one small thing Oh, good day. Thank you. Um, I feel like, I feel like yes, uh, a male's presence is very important in a in a in a young man's life or in a, a male's life. Period. But I do feel like this one part, and I'm a back out because I I want to hear what Brother So's gonna say for real, for real. To be honest with you, but um, I really feel like even if you don't have that physical presence, still reach out some way somehow to get that physical to get that presence um and i when i when i mean somehow some way you have youtube you have instagram you have facebook 
you have TikTok, you have Snapchat, you have all these ways to get to all these influential people that you look up to. Follow their page, turn their post notifications on, go the extra mile so that they stay in your face. So they become your uncles, they become your mentors, they become your your big brothers because they are going to be the things that feed you and develop you into the man for your son, for your nephew, for whoever's looking up to your little cousins. It's because just as you need someone to look up to, they need someone to look up to too. So don't just go for, oh man, my, my pops is never there. Do do doom. Like, okay, that is a, that is the truth. He wasn't there. But what have you done since then to try to do something to correct that? So yeah, you have resources, but brother Stokes, please, the floor is yours. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm gonna say it like this: um, the narrative that a woman can't teach a man how to be a man. Uh, the the phraseology could be called erroneous because my mother taught me a lot. And, and what my mother taught me were the things that were necessary in developing good habits as a man. So there were things that my mother taught me that when added into my development as a man, were very necessary. But when it comes to the base level, how do you move in this world as a man, especially as a black man, you need to see a black man navigating through this world. And again, as Brother Kalen said earlier, it doesn't matter who that black man is. I'm I'm grateful for being I'm grateful for the men I will I was raised around. I you know one of the things that I tell people all the time, I know I am blessed because I know my father and all my uncles. I can go to my hometown and I can I can voice out loud my last name and people know who my uncles are. They know who my father is. They know who my cousins are. And I know all of them and they know me. So I've been raised around men. And as my grandfather taught me, the best thing a man can teach a boy is what to do right and what to do wrong. And only a man can teach a boy that. Because you need to see what it looks like. And, and, and again, for my brothers who were not blessed to be able to be raised around their father or their father's families or their missing uncles or something like that. Yes, your mother can add to your life. But I will say to you, my brother, go to the grocery store go to the gas station, go to the police station, go to the fire station, go to the hospital, go somewhere where you can see a man being a man. And again, you're going to learn what's right and you're going to learn what's wrong. I ain't going to sit here and tell you don't hang out with the dope dealers and the, and the gangbangers and, 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 and the pimps. I ain't going to tell you not to hang out with them. 
because you will learn what it is to not be a man doing what is right. Because you're going to see what it is to be a man doing something wrong, to doing something wrong. You need to know what that looks like. You need to know what it looks like to, to, one of the best lessons I learned early in life was hanging out with a group of dudes older than I was. And they were brand, well, police call it brandishing a pistol. We call it toting heat. So we were all in the neighborhood and they were, you know, they were scaring us. They were scaring the younger kids with the pistol, you know, just walking around showing the pistol. But then the very next day, I saw one of the one of the groups standing in front of a police car with this look on his face like he was just scared out his mind. And that was the day I learned, oh, so you can be bad over here, but you're not bad everywhere. Mm -hmm. So then I learned not to be scared of him. Because if you can't be bad everywhere you at, then that means you ain't really bad when you come around me. And that's what I mean. You got to be able to see it to learn it. And, and then lastly, what I'll say uh, when it comes to, because you did throw in the, the, the statement of uh, the, the perspective, I don't even really want to call it a perspective. You, you threw in the, the uh, I, I'm, I, I have to say it like that. You threw in the statement of gender fluidity. Oh, yeah. So if you're a man and, and, and you're not quite sure, if, if presently you're not quite sure what it is that, that, that you want the world to acknowledge you or how it is you want the world to acknowledge you, let me say it like that, then still go to a man because a man can guide you in them tough places because you are a man. So you can be guided in that tough place. If you say, hey, I, I, I feel a certain way. I feel a certain way about something. It, don't deny yourself. Go, go find who looks like you and talk to them. Now, if you can't find nobody to talk to, then as, exactly as Brother Kalen said, jump online. Reach out to somebody on Instagram. Reach out to somebody on Facebook. Reach out to somebody on Snapchat. You know, go to your local guidance counselor. Go to a local uh, therapist. And, 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 and truly find the resources necessary because here's, yeah, we need to see ourselves. So if I'm a man and I got a little boy in my face and he looking up at me, I got to be able to transfer the truth of what it is to be a man onto him. And then as he grows up, he's going to transfer back to me. Did he receive it? And I've got to be willing to receive what he said he, he was taught. I can't deny him. He's, he, he was looking at me. I can't deny what he saw and he going to tell me what he saw. So yeah, Thank that's what you. I said. Thank you both for your takes and your perspectives. Um, so then, I mean, this one kind of goes back to what we talked about before I asked this question, because I want to know for myself, what drives men to hypersexualize women? 
and see women as being convenient for their disposal. So I know like Brother Kalen was pitching the idea of, you know, you have to be able to see a woman as, you know, being more than just, oh, this sexual, this sexual object or, oh, she going to cook for me. She going to do this for me type of thing. Like what drives men to think like that and see women like that? And th- and this is why uh, the first thing that I said to describe manhood was leader. And why I said you got to be a leader of self. Because just as w- women have told me, and I've seen women post on social media as well, like women yes. want it just as bad as men do. <laughs> they just don't express right. it <laughs> as often. And I feel like, honestly, it's because and I give mad credit to it. Women are all around the world, every woman, past and present. Like, they just have some e- e- extreme emotional self-control. Like, women just are so emotionally intelligent. It's so beautiful. Like, women know when to use emotion, when not, when to draw back, when to tap in, when to let it flow. They know how to let energy flow through them so easily. Bruh, they bring a body through them, bruh. And they still live here to tell about it and to raise it. Like the amount of emotional intelligence you have to do that. So, um, frick, man, I just really feel like men don't, men as a whole aren't, we don't focus on emotional intelligence because, and we're not really given spaces to. I feel like a lot of men were driven into the provider or driven into the protector because that's what society has taught us to be. Like back in the day, that's all men were. You, if you weren't bringing home a check, what were you doing? It's kind of like that today. But um, if you're not bringing home a check, then what are you? Who are you? You're not the man of this house. I'm paying these bills. I will, will, will. And that could be even a woman having a conversation with the man. And so he comes into identity with self. It's like, dang, I, I really don't even want to work. I just want to take care of the kids. Like I just really love the kids. That's, that's my passion. But if a man were to say that, a society looking at him like, bro, you slap, bro. You slap Mr. Mom. Like, you, you. But watching children yeah. is a job in and of itself. But of course, a lot of men don't know that because they don't think about that. Like, stay, like, yeah, I get my shout out to stay at home moms. I get my shout out to just caretakers, man, because really underappreciated and undernoticed, like, being a mom. 24-7 is a job. I mean, I watch YouTube with Christy, my lady, and I see it like, man, they be going through. They be having figured some stuff out, but they do it. And it's inspiring. And it shows, to get back to manhood, it just shows that, like, yo, we could really learn from women in so many ways just as they can learn from us. Like, we can learn their emotional intelligence so we can be better men. Because if we can control that freaking thing between our legs and really use that power and use that same energy into other things like something that can put money into your pocket so you can become more um, alluring to women. So now that you don't necessarily have to go to them, they come to you like that's just shifting your energy. Like You are that powerful, but that's the difference between toxic masculinity and being manhood. Toxic masculinity lets his load go everywhere and when i say load i don't mean just your specimen dog i mean your energy your energy just go everywhere 
Yo, bad energy go everywhere. Yo, good energy go everywhere. Yo, sometime energy go everywhere. Yo, everything energy, everything. You just over here just spitting everywhere. But when you a man, you you move like a king on the chessboard. You you move one at a time because your steps are calculated. You know you know where to spend your energy. You know where to fit in the time. You know where to create time, where to prioritize what you got going on. You know, okay, I understand that me and my lady haven't been intimate in a while. I know I want it. I know she want it. Let me create a time where we both are available. And instead of spending that time on Instagram, playing the game, let's spend that time just have an intimate time. And let's just really get intimate with each other. And then we can have an awesome night. Like, that takes a certain level of emotional intelligence and being a man to control that thing. Use that energy because that energy is good. You're just not using it correctly. So... Yeah, I think I answered that question. No, my brother, you did. I, I'm. This is one of the sections of um, manhood that I am highly sensitive about for my brothers, and and I'm being very specific when I answer this because I am a black man, and I know if not the totality of our existence in this America, the, 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 the amount of information that I have received and read and absorbed says to me, to answer your question specifically, uh, Sister Keeks, is that when a system and a society corners you and reduces you down to the member between your legs as being the only place that will identify you as powerful, then you will exert your power. Now, that is not an excuse because we are now in 2020, about to be in 2021. We have a lot more information. We have a lot more ability to be able to uh, combat such urges, yet we are still within a system and a society that is continually seeking to corner and reduce. So, my brothers, as Kalen said, we have got to make a decision. Will we allow ourselves to be defined by our dicks or will we put our dicks in check? Because at the end of the day, you cannot bed every woman in your neighborhood. You cannot bed every woman in your city, in your state, in this country. So there's going to come a day and a time where that thing is not going to be how you get to define yourself. So why not take control of the situation today and learn some discipline? But be not, don't allow it to be misunderstood. 
most of our black men in America find themselves defining themselves by their dicks because that is what society and this system has left them the ability to be able to do. Now that's just real, that's facts. Now I'm not saying it's an excuse, but that's just facts. It's brothers right now, brothers right now, who are two years, three years, five years, 10 years out of prison and they still haven't been able to find a job. And they, and, and they just desperately want to work and nobody is assisting them. They can't find assistance to be able to learn how to start a business or, or somebody to sit down with them and pick their brain and find out what they really have skills and talents and giftings for. And it's cold and they need to lay down and, and, and they, they lightweight homeless. But hey, they got a 10 inch dick between their legs. And for some odd reason, every time they slang it, they get a hot meal. They get a place to lay their head. They get their clothes washed. Hell, they get some new clothes. Now again, not an excuse and not blaming women. But, uh, but hey, that, that's circumstances. That's circumstances today. And we can't run from it. But if you want to enter into manhood, correct manhood, then instead of laying down with that woman tonight, brother, if you're listening to this and you're the one that's been committing these acts, instead of laying down with that woman tonight, sit her down on the couch and, and confess it to her. Babe, the only reason I do my best to, 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 to put it on you like this is because I'm scared you're going to put me out. And I ain't got nowhere else to go. And you know I ain't got no job. And you know I want to work, but it just seemed like I can't get a job. I need you to help me. I need you to, I need you to secure me that I won't be kicked out and I'll get up in the morning and I'll start looking for work. I'll do what I need to do. Now, I'm still going to put it on you, but it ain't going to be as often as I've been doing it. But yeah. Most brothers, and I, I can only speak as a black man, most brothers are hypersexualized and they only reduce women down to sexual creatures because that's the only place they got to, mm. to, to feel powerful. Child of the Lord. Yeah, you got to get on your demon. man. That self work get, get real, get real popular when when you start seeing start your universe changing because you just and had see to like I usually because I've heard these you know having conversations with different guys, I guess even just like watching guys or listening to guys like I've always wondered why it seemed like it's so hard for guys to have discipline or like self control when it comes to like expressing themselves sexually i'm like yo is it really that hard for y'all like god dang like my gee like what's going on like I, I just i've always wanted to know if it was like really that hard i 
the the difficulty, and this is this is probably going to be the most challenging thing I say for our sisters, for the women, especially in an episode talking about manhood. What you said is correct, uh, Keeks. It, it, it shouldn't be that hard to be disciplined as a man. And and Kaylin spoke on it earlier. It's it's a it's a self-starter initiative. You got to make that decision yourself to want to be disciplined. But, and I do mean but in the classical sense of English language. I'm about to contradict everything I just said. But women are so beautiful. And women are who we want to lay down with ever since we got that first taste of a woman. And because women, on average, from what we see in our surroundings, our immediate surrounding, because women don't, on average, choose disciplined men, mm. it's not necessary for us to be a disciplined man. Now, that's, that's hard to accept as a woman because it's not your fault. A man should want to be disciplined on his own. It should be every man's desire to okay watch this i'm i'm okay i'm 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 gonna jump out in the deep water real quick women don't set the standard in relationships men do but men have been sold the statement that women set the standard so men are left not to set a standard men don't do it because they're waiting to see what a woman going to do so what do men do they test standards they test to see if your standards are really there because guess what? I don't have any. So I want to see if you really got some. And if you really got some, then all right, cool. I'm glad you got some. If I want to deal with you, I'll, I, I, I'll raise my standard because at the end of the day, it's a man that's supposed to set the standard. I, I'm single right now because I have standards. I meet a woman and I, in the, in, in, Okay, so mm -hmm. I'm only using you as an example, sister. So me and Keek start talking. It's Saturday. Bye. And we like, you know, we feeling each other. We know the chemistry is there. We, we liking each other. We flirting mm -hmm. a little bit. We showing each other our teeth. Yeah, each one of us got 32 set. You know what I'm saying? So we exchange information. We go out on a date the next Saturday. We continue to have this conversation. We we looking at each other like, okay, cool. You know, I think you somebody I could continue dating. Yeah, you somebody I could continue dating. At that moment, I drop my standards. Hey, I work. I work from these hours to these hours. The type of work I do, I can't talk on the phone. My phone is oftentimes in a truck, and I am not in that truck when I'm when I'm working. So understand, Monday through Friday, you're not gonna hear from me between this hour and this hour. I might be able to send you a text on the lunch break or something like that, but understand, I'm not going to answer that phone because nine times out of 10, I can't answer that phone. Then I also let them know I'm involved as the oldest son in my family. I try to visit my mother when I can. I try to visit my father when I can, and I try to visit my brothers and my sisters. So there's family time. I'm obligated. Then I let them know. I'm not the type of dude to go to clubs. I'm not a clubber. We can go to a jazz lounge. We can go to a supper club or something like that. Maybe a, a nice little uh, lot, 
uh, a little lounge where a live band plays, but I'm not about that club music. I'm not about that club life. You're not going to get me in the club. I'm not going to the club. I don't go to strip clubs. You're not going to catch me in the strip club. Don't ask me to go to the strip club. If you got homeboys or homegirls that think they can weasel their way in to trick me to take me to a strip club, they're going to be upset too. I'm going to tell them to put me out the car because I don't go. There are certain standards I have for my life, and there are more than just those things, but there are certain standards I have for my life that I live by as a man. And as uh, Brother Kalen said, I developed these over time. I had to do that work. But now that I've done it, I have this standard. And guess what, y'all? I sit single more days than I ever have dates. Why? Because most women, when they hear me speak these standards, they go, ah, you, I, never mind. I guess we just going to have this date. All right, then we just going to have this date. I'll pay for your Uber home. Because you're not, as, 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 I, as I like how you say, Brother, brother Kaylin, you ain't going to knock me off my square. Correct. <laughs> and, I, and me and my hand been knowing each other since I was 13. <laughs> I ain't lost a thing. <laughs> so that's what I want to say. What I want to say is men are supposed to set the standards. We're supposed to have standards. We don't because most of the women that we can date, go out with, lay down with, get meals from, get clothes from, get Jordans from, get PS5s from, mm. are the women who allow us in without standards. So those of so so why should I try to be disciplined? Yeah. And that's oh man, good day. Let's get into it. Brother, so you were just hitting me up. I'm gonna go over here agreeing with you, but I'm thinking of my life like, yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. No, like it's that. it's it's so crazy because like it's some women in my past that if you call them up right now, they'd be like, you, 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 you friends with that nigga? I don't even want to talk about it. But like, but, but, but for real, like, um, man, bro, I had everything I was going to say and it just left me because, bro, we talking about some real stuff. Bring me back, y'all. Yes. My mom went blank. Okay, Sister Keeks. Sister Keeks, why why do you think looking at the women in the community oh, on average, okay. why do you think, why do you think women won't like Spike Lee presented in the movie Chirac? Why don't women just go on strike and say y'all raise y'all standards or else you ain't getting none and we all to make this to, to let you know you ain't getting well, none from none of us. As a woman, you know. Why won't women do that? I will say we have our urges too. And <laughs> the urges be real for us just as much uh, as for guys, like Brother Kaylin said. And I think some women may feel like you, you hope that you have hope. So you feel like things will change like, oh, okay, well, if we do this, then maybe, you know, 
he'll get his act right, you know, maybe the nigga, you know, actually get his, you know, he'll get it together, you know, but nah, sis, like, that nigga, you know, it has to be a choice that he makes on his own, but to answer your question, I feel like, you know, us having our own desires and urges and hoping that, you know, in giving into that, you know, that things will change and probably, you know, I mean, I feel like every person's story, every person's story is different. Everyone's situation is different. You know, some women may have gone without for a long time. Um, Some women may, you know, have children at home and they would like to have a man around, maybe to help them around the house or something. Um, Some women may just want to have a companion, you know, it's different for every person, but I feel like having those same sexual desires and, just hoping that, you know, this person will change. Because um, maybe you see some type of potential in a nigga. I don't know. Maybe you like how he talk or you like his sense of humor or you like his style or you like uh, how affectionate. I don't know, you know. But, yeah, those would be my my reasoning. And and it came back to me, the thoughts that I was having when Brother Sosa was talking and it, it, it leads directly on everything you were saying, Keith, as well. And, like, like, oh, boy, standards and boundaries. Like, when I realized that I set the pace for my relationship, like, everything changed. Because, like, I really, like, I really was waiting on my lady. Like, I'm really waiting on her to make moves. Like, I'm waiting on her to see what she's going to do. And then when we would talk, she'd be like, dang, I was waiting on you. And I was like, dang, what? And then we had that conversation again. I was waiting on you. I was waiting on you. Then I started to think, like, well, Kaylin, everything is, starts from you. And I was like, okay, so if I have a good day, then I can con- not control, but I can influence the house to have a good day. But if I have a bad day, then that influence for the house having a good day is not is, is not there anymore. So I'm like, okay. And then I'm like, okay, with standards like, I can't just accept other people's standards. I have to have them of myself, just as boundaries. I can't just accept other people's boundaries and say, well, I don't got none, but I'll accept yours. No, because I'm going to break mm. yours if I don't have any. Like like, like, brother, like brother Stokes said, like if I don't have standards of my own, should I'm going to test yours. Just think, think of it like a, a, a puppy. If a puppy just sitting there bored, they don't got nothing to do, but that, that yard over the street got something to do. I'm going to go to y'all over the street, God dog. I don't care if I get hit. I'm going to go do something. And it's just like, my man, like, I don't got no standards. Like, I don't got nothing to, I don't got nothing. You know, I ain't, I ain't got nothing to lose. Shoot, but they do. Ha, let me holler. Like, that's just, it's just misused energy. And I feel like the testing of the standards and the boundaries, like, once you realize that you set your life, then you start having them. But then I feel like, this is the basically the transition from toxic masculinity to manhood. If you're not keep peeping game, these are the bars. So first you will go from testing the standards and the boundaries of everyone else because you don't have them. But you're gonna get burned enough to you're gonna realize that that's not the way. Then you're gonna start developing them Jones and like, okay, maybe I need to start having some of these to set my life up to actually accept the thing that I really want. Boom, you do that. And then you actually start setting them because you get in that relationship and then you start setting the pace. You start setting the standard for the relationship. Bruh, the relationship will only go as high as you are, but that's a twofold. The relationship will only go as low as you are as well. So, 
Well, brother, so she's saying, bro, like, you really do set the pace of your relationship. Like, you set everything, bro. You really do everything. Even though y'all might come up with the decision at the same time, you really run that thing, man. Like, what you say really does move over the house. And I don't just mean that telling that to your family. I mean that spiritually. I mean that emotionally. Bro, when your voice carry, it carry a whole different weight when your woman voice carry. It just hold different weight. It is not even a bad or a negative thing or a good or positive thing. It just hold different weight. Sometimes we need her voice. Sometimes we need both. Sometimes we need mom. So, yeah. And this is something that this is something that I learned late in life. What I'm about to say now, and it goes specifically to the physical dwelling house home. Men should always have the house home. The atmosphere should always be set before you bring a woman in. This is why when we talk about um, society-wise, cultural-wise, it's, it's always better if a man has a house before he marries a woman and he can bring that woman into the house and she can turn it into a home because the man would have already set the atmosphere of invitation so that she can come in to feel the presence of the man that she has been spending time with. And she will in turn take that house and bless that man with a home. So you shouldn't, and, and oh man, this is this is gonna be hard to hear, brothers. You honestly should not be entertaining giving. Oh, okay. So when I say I'm, I'm gonna define entertaining in a minute when I finish this. You should not be entertaining a woman if you ain't got a house to bring her to, if she looks like she is the woman that will become your wife. So now I'm gonna define what entertaining is. Mm -hmm. Kaylin know what I'm about to say. Here we go. Lesson for men, for men only. Sisters, I know you listening. Don't use it or abuse it. Lesson for men. Every woman's mind is a canvas. If you are dating this woman, if you are entertaining this woman, what you are doing is you are a painter painting a picture in the mind of this woman that their marriage and life after marriage is on the horizon. And if you continue to paint that picture and you don't sign your name on that picture like every good artist does, that woman will wreck your art house. This is why when men classically say to their boys, wherever they get together to have these conversations, man, that bitch crazy, man. She done went stupid on me, man. She's sitting up here talking about marriage. I ain't never told her I wanted to be married. I ain't never told her that. I mean, you know, we've been together for some years and, you know, asking, but I ain't never said we was going to you was painting that for picture years. in that girl head. You've been putting detail on top of detail on top of detail, 
painting a picture. Her mind was your canvas and you had beautiful watercolors running all through her mind. You had an awesome acrylic painting all up and down the avenues of her mind. And then you turned around and wouldn't sign your name to the picture. Right. went crazy. I was just saying they be talking. Tony's just talking. Go ahead, Keeks. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all shouldn't be so fine. But if- <laughs> but what's so crazy? What's so crazy is in that no, same but- vein. I know you're joking, but she's so fine because we painted her that way. Come like, on, bro. Like, Come bro, on, man. That bit crazy. She crazy because you painted her that way, my G. You, 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 you created, you created the monster, and you created the angel that you are with. Because, come on, man. Oh, go ahead. Come on. I'm laughing. Oh, I was just saying because listen, that same woman that you sent, man, that be crazy. You were just talking to your boy, like, man, she crazy because you you just got some. So, so what's so what's really good, my G? She didn't change up. I know she didn't. Women are so oh my, I love y'all so much, yo. Like on a total a deep, cause y'all are so y'all are so real. I really feel like if God was a person, it would be a woman. And I only say that. Well, not only I say that with like extra convince extra conviction because the emotional intelligence, like God, I feel like God is so emotionally intelligent. Like you just gotta be on your P's and Q's to know yourself emotionally. Like, that's a whole thing. And then the fact of y'all literally create life. Like, when I think of life, I don't even think of, like, necessarily always children. Like Brother Stokes said, men create the seed, women create the actual life. Men create the house, women make it a home. Like, men create the specimen, women create an actual person. Like, bro, you can give a woman your dream and out will poop out a freaking billion-dollar business. Like, bro, when you give a woman, the right woman that's there for you, loves you, sees you, oh, my goodness. And then she will pull out so much from you because she sees you as the diamond you are even though you're showing these cold characteristics okay i'm getting i'm getting into i'm getting into it right here but she gonna see you as a diamond even though you acting real coalish and she's just gonna be there with you in the fire just helping you wash it off helping you wash it off helping you wash it off and then she's gonna see that diamond but then see here's the thing that, that just made me to another point a lot of these women be be um like acrimony <laughs> like Taraji. A lot of women be like that because they were there with you in the fire. Now you're a diamond. Now you switched up. And then now you go with someone else. And that's that's a whole nother thing. <laughs> I don't know. That that just made me think of it because No, that's that's beautiful. That's beautiful that you say that because what you're literally speaking on is the fact that a man over years never revealed or was very adept at not revealing that he never had standards. He kept that low rate of standard and he was able to maneuver. See, this is the thing about us as men. We really get one of our the things. I ain't gonna say nothing. <laughs> one of the- I'm so tired I know of that one. That's gonna be like, <laughs> dang, them some simps. They gonna say that. Well, no, 
it's a it's a again, it's a it's a word as in a backlash to the fact that you're okay, so from my viewpoint, from my vantage point, simp is only a dude that is playing himself for a woman who has shown him more than once she don't want you player but if you're gonna buy her something if you're gonna be at her beck and call if you're gonna keep you know handing that money over to her, if you're gonna keep playing yourself and she keep taking it but you ain't never getting nothing in re- like Kaylin just said Men got to know the woman, or for some of us, because some of us believe in polyamory, the women that we should be looking at. See, men got to have, this goes back to men having standards. You got to have a standard, dude. You 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 can't think every woman you, ugh, you can't think every woman you see wants you. Like, that's foolishness. You are not that handsome, bro. Every woman does not find you to be beautiful. So you've got to set a standard that that weeds out the ones that you won't waste your time with. That's what makes a simple simp. Now, if it's a dude that's wanting to do something nice for a woman because that's what's in his heart to do something nice like we're doing, we're doing this because this is in our heart. We know we're providing a service. We know that we're speaking primarily to men, but we also know that women are going to receive this and, 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 you know, and they're probably going to present it to a few men in their lives. And those dudes are probably going to be the dudes that didn't have standards. I mean, let's be honest, because a man that's operating in his manhood is going to listen to this and he ain't going to do nothing but be like, yeah, they telling the truth. Yeah, they dropping gems. Yeah, they doing that. Yeah, they right. Baby, I'm glad you brought that to me. I'm 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 gonna turn my homeboys on to this. But it's them dudes that ain't got standing. Ah oh, man, what they talking about, man? Why you listening to that? Why you bring that to me? Them ain't no men. Them some suckers. Them some dudes that's just they out there, they you know, they simple. But at the end of the day, if you have standards, you have standards, you don't you ain't gonna you ain't gonna be a simp. Any dude with standards is not a simp. So yeah, I forgot what I was gonna say before that because that that I, I don't like that either. I don't I don't like it, but I don't I don't mind nobody saying it out loud. <laughs> Y'all go ahead. I'm done. I'm like, what is where where did this come from? This new slang now, 2020, drop the new one. All right, I guess. Yeah. Really? This the first. Oh no, Silk been around years. since since I was a teenager. Yeah. One of the best songs, one of the best songs that encapsulates that type of word is E40 oh, song I Captain Save. I was thinking I'm sprung uh-huh. by T Pain. Because no, no, I believe it or not, I'm sprung by T Pain is a actual love song. And what I love about <sighs> T Pain, see, I'm a I'm a low-key T Pain. You gave it a backstory. Um, <laughs> what I it is. It's a whole backstory. So what I love about Pain and I'm Sprung is he knew from the gate 
that all of his music was music that he primarily wanted to hear when he went to the strip club. So most of the lyrics, if you really listen to them, I'm sprung. Um, ooh, ooh, I can't believe it. I can't believe it. I'm sprung, can't believe it. Five in the morning. Um, booty work. All these songs, if you actually listen to the lyrics, what he's saying is things you would hear men say to strippers in the strip club. So I'm sprung is a dude in the champagne room who can't leave the champagne room because he's sprung. <laughs> uh, what the heck? That's so true. I'm in love with a stripper. She fine, she grinding, she rolling up and down on that pole. I'm in love with a stripper. <laughs> she tripping, she playing. I ain't going nowhere, girl. I'm staying. I'm in love with a stripper. <laughs> That's a love song. That's a love song, wow. boy. You better know it. <laughs> T-Pain dropping off the jewels. Let me go back. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But yeah, no. So simp, it's it's a it's an old word. It's been around for a long time. But yes, it is it is it has always been a uh, a derogatory meaning for a man who does nice things for a woman. But in all actuality, it's the dude. It's the it's the dude that's doing nice things for a woman that has clearly shown him she don't want him. Oh, any other sorry, questions? Right, I done lost in what we were saying. <laughs> oh, my bad. <laughs> well, we, de- we that question definitely opened yeah. up a can oh, right now. How do you know when you've become a man? That transition from being a boy to being a man. What does that look and feel like? Um, and, and, and it's going to sound, it's going to sound cliche, but it is the truth. If you are a dude that is able to carry rent for one year, mortgage for one year without help from anybody, you did it on your own, whether you had to work two jobs, whether you had to work three jobs whether you had to put in overtime every week of that year, you carry rent and or mortgage for one year with no help from nobody. You a man. You a man. And 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 and, and the reason why I say it like that, and I'm so adamant about it, is because this world is cold for men. This world don't care. Most men can't cry to an employer. Most men can't cry to a bank officer to get a loan. Most men can't bear their heart to the credit adjuster and find somebody that's going to have sympathy for them. So that man is a man when he can make sure all the bills are, uh, excuse me, when he can make sure the rent or the mortgage is on time every month. Would you add That's a man that, to me. Um, he can be able to contribute beyond like financially. So. 
Oh, you you asked me for the easiest. Oh, I thought you was looking for baseline. Um, beyond that, honestly, the 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 thing about manhood to be a man is to is to is mm. to add mm. to 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 not be a liability, Ooh. to always be an asset. That's the thing about being a man. You're always an asset, never a liability. So, you know, to extend it, you know, to extend it past that example or, or, or what I would consider to be the thing that you can stake your claim on that you're a man, which, again, if you do it for a year, don't stop after the year and pump your chest and I'm a man. No, continue to pay the mortgage, continue to pay the rent. Um. But yeah, just being an asset. If you if you're a son and you're still at home and you're transitioning from high school to college, figure out how to carry your own meals. Like come to your parents and say, "Hey, I'll make sure I can eat all year long." You know, uh middle school to high school. Make sure your daddy, your daddy or your mama or your parents if you got both your parents in your house Make sure they ain't got to wake your butt up on Saturday morning to go cut the grass or to clean your room or to, you know, start exerting some. Re- That's it. Thank you, Kaylin. You said it. Thank you. Start exerting some some responsibility for yourself by yourself. Don't wait uh, for somebody to tell yeah. you what needs to be done. Okay, I see you <laughs> jumping brands. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that would Bye-bye. be five by five by for yourself by yourself. <laughs> no, but no, but yeah. So always okay. be an asset, never be a liability. Brothers, don't wrap it around. Um, to to my what well, my answer is. Uh, my answer is, I feel like I became a man when I started becoming accountable mm. of myself. Like Man. when I just started, like I'm not blaming no one else. I'm here because of me, wins and losses. Um, and honestly, not to not to cap, that's not until recently. Um, that I came into that into that acceptance of of being a man, because I, I learned that you know when you grow up and you really are taken care of by your family, you grow you grow an entitlement grow a comfortability um not to say you get soft it's just that life wasn't hard for you like you didn't have to grind out the mud you really didn't and it's okay that you didn't you don't have to you don't have to go to the mud to get dirty again just to feel like oh i got it right it's okay you your family set you up that's how you that's how you want it to be you want your family to be able to set you up so um so, yeah, I just say just when you become accountable to yourself and you don't blame anybody else for anything, you know, and I mean, when I say that, when I, I mean, like, don't blame your parents for how you are today. Look at them as people understand that they made the best decision with what they had. Don't blame you. Don't blame anyone just for anything in your whole life. Just hold yourself accountable to what you just 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 your decisions and just um. Yeah, I feel like that's that's the beginning of manhood. Hmm. 
Well, that's all of the questions I have for y'all. I don't know if y'all wanted to add some last tidbits. If y'all have any questions for me. What do you, uh, Sister Keeks, if you've ever uh, sat down and said to yourself, this is the list when it comes to a man that you would know beyond a shadow of a doubt you want to tie yourself to, become his wife, become his uh, girlfriend, become his fiance. Uh, even if it's, you know, one or two things or five or six things, attributes, uh, items that you Cool, chat. I feel uh, like I've been thinking about this for the about, past few months. So do I feel you like have I should that? have it written down somewhere in my phone. I probably have it in a journal somewhere. Um, first and foremost, being a man of your word. If you say you're going to do something, making sure that the actions follow. A man who is, um, I hope I'm answering this right, but I like when a man is ambitious when he doesn't wait for something to happen you know he goes after the things that he wants I love that I love seeing that in a man that is just so beautiful to me um a man who is polite and well-mannered um you know, holding, I feel weird for saying that, but, you know, a lot of guys don't, some guys don't always show those things, you know, holding the door open for you and things like that. Yeah. A um, a man who is confident in himself. Maybe even a little, just a tiny bit cocky, but um, confident. A man who's, hmm, who's adventurous, um, and not just so far as, like, travel or anything like that. A man who has an open mind, you know, he's open to trying new things or different things. Um, a man who's spiritual in tune with himself, very self-aware, a man who's disciplined, a man who's, um, hmm, hmm, who holds himself accountable. And uh, what's another one? Um, a man who's responsible. That, I mean, I feel like I have more definitely, but those are the first things that come to mind. You, you hit him with some bangers. I'm trying, I'm trying. She said, you better come <laughs> correct. Like, if not I see myself all. being with you, those are things that I'm paying attention to. So if you don't, if you don't got none of that, I ain't looking at you like that for my G. Hey, fellas, you know what I heard? Hey, she's available, but here are her standards. <laughs> here are her standards, fellas. If you don't meet them, elevate yourself because she is not dropping yeah. those standards. 
I say that as a proud brother Thank and sponsor you. of Keeks. Or, and as a big brother, I'm going to say it like that one woman poet said one time, if you can't be Ooh, that man, okay. then sit down so she can see the one that is being it. <sighs> Bringing that heat. That, that hot fire. No, my final thoughts, and I'm going to be quiet after I say this really true. Um, my final thoughts to the brothers that are listening that have stayed with us this whole time to listen. If you find yourself at this point right now after listening to this episode, and you probably, I'm going to say you're probably a little heated. You think we didn't expose some things that we shouldn't have exposed, or you think we've been saying some stuff that sounds like lies or fabrications, I want to invite you to uh, reach out to me because one of the truest things that I've ever learned in my life from every mentor that I've ever had, real true manhood can only be developed in the presence of other men. So as the old saying goes, Let's get together and let iron sharpen iron. You need some type of development. There's not a time in your life that you're not going to need to learn something. If you're sitting here listening to this going, there's nothing nobody can teach you, my brother, please, please sit down and rethink life. A real man is constantly learning. He's constantly learning. There's never a time that he's ever going to walk the face of this earth and not need to learn. So my final thoughts, my final speech is, if, if you're listening to this, my brother, hey, link in the bio, reach out to us, and I'll make sure to talk. I'll make sure to connect with you. And that's hey, Brother Stokes, S T O K E S. If you if you agree with what I said, hit me up my DM, man, at Knoxlist, K-N-O-X-L-I-S-T. That's Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Um, and if you disagree with anything I said, I welcome you as well. Come to the DMs, please. I welcome everybody. I love having conversation. As Brother Soak said, if you're a real man, you continuously learning. I feel like we learn best when we converse, when we share ideals. So let's talk about it. Let's disagree a little bit. Let's get into the nitty-gritty. Cause that's where you know that's the that's in the fire, and that's where, as Brother Stokes said, iron sharpens iron, man. I thought we were gonna meet, disagree, and me and Brother Stokes just loving on okay. each other. I love it. It's all beautiful. <laughs> well, we want to, we want to thank oh, everyone man. for tuning in. We appreciate all of our support and all the feedback we've been receiving on our episodes. We sincerely and genuinely appreciate y'all. I want to tell y'all thank you. We love y'all. And we look forward to the feedback we receive on this episode. We also want to give a shout out to WDRB Media. And thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure y'all catch us next time, next week. And always, please, especially for the brothers after this episode, strive for achievement.